get this thing set up, huh? Yeah. We'll get it done. Gonna get it figured out. Uh, man, first place to start, everybody. All right, so welcome back to the podcast. This is Drew here, your host, and uh, today I have in the hot seat Jonah Perill. This is one of my first interviews for the for the cast. So the pod, the cast, I don't know what I'm gonna call it yet. <laughs> and uh, we're just gonna go ahead and start with this. So Jonah is actually kind of a pretty big TikTok star. He just started getting, yeah, he just started getting, you're going, you're yeah, doing I'm going, good. I'm going. Um, he just started getting some pretty good traction. He's been doing this for a couple years now, and uh, he's one of the local celebrities that I could find, and we just so happened to be friends, so I was able to get him in the chair, and we can go ahead and ask him some questions and everything. Like I said uh, before in my other podcast, the whole goal of this is just to try to help more people find success in what they want to do, and I think the best way to do that is to just have case studies and figure out how other people have figured out what they wanted to do and how they became successful at it. So that's the whole goal of this today. Um, we're going to start wherever Jonah feels cool to start, but uh, we'll go back to the beginning, work our way through how he figured out what he wanted to do, how he wanted to do it, and where he got his traction to figure out he could do it. So, all right, man, that's, yeah. that's pretty much it. But who are you? I guess maybe give your own your <laughs> yeah. own introduction, everything, and and maybe what you're doing right now, and then we'll go back. Yeah. Well, my name is Jonah Prill. Um, born and raised in Montana. 24 years old from Billings. Um, gosh, I mean that's pretty much the easiest intro that I know of. I don't know where else to start. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> I man. mean, I'm I'm I know I'm a fairly interesting person, but like as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> I'm just a normal dude. Dude, it's all good. It's all good. Um, yeah. So you are in. TikTok right now, yeah. which is a pretty yeah. popping off platform. It's pretty pretty busy, but you weren't always in TikTok. No. Uh, you, I mean, is there really a time when you decided that you wanted to kind of play in this social media world mm -hmm. and and start becoming an influencer, or what do you think? Like, I think that? I'm, I'm hesitant to call myself an influencer, okay, because I I just truly feel I'm just doing my own thing, and of course, like now I'm I'm pushing my music and I'm pushing you know my narrative and, and what I want to do with my life. Right. And I don't necessarily consider that influencing because, you know, I could, you know, hey, Yeti sponsorship, yeah. you know, that I, I take that more as influencing. Yeah. Um, okay. Versus pushing out my story. Right. But right. it really started with Instagram and taking my own photos and just being really into the photography and the camera aspect of that. And okay. then it just kind of started spiraling out of control. Okay. People reposting my stuff and then the whole TikTok thing. I, had a friend blow up on that and I was like the heck is this app and I wasn't even on the app when a friend suggested that hey you should you should start making videos on this thing and I was like all right yeah made two videos first one popped off like crazy and I was like oh oh I, I understand now yeah and that's yeah. that's when I started really yeah. going that's where you could really start building an audience mm -hmm. and everything yeah. because my little brother I think saw you a while back and I remember hearing about you while he was at college in, in Bozeman. Okay, yeah. And uh, did you go to college in Bozeman? Did, for one semester. Yeah, for one semester. Yeah, you and him are exact same. So <laughs> we just went for one semester. Yeah. But we were both playing around with, with videography and things like that. And I think we saw a YouTube video that you did. Mm -hmm. And you're like walking up by a waterfall. Yep. And I think what got me excited about that was you were shooting on the same platform as me, mm -hmm. which is a GH5. Yep. And that's what we're shooting this uh 
interview with or this podcast with today. So that's that's a pretty cool thing because there's just not a whole lot of GH5 people that I've found in the state of Montana. It's, it's all unique. Canon and yeah. Sony for the mm-hmm. most part. So that that was one thing a long time ago I remember seeing. I was just trying to find other other influencers. And that's other, well, not influencers, but other content creators. Oh, I mean, yeah, you could call it I influencing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Content creators, I think, is probably a better yeah. a better way to go about that. But uh, from that, I was like trying to find a, a sphere and see who was out there and, mm. and working, trying to do YouTube or whatever. Yeah. And Quinn brought you up to me a while back. So I kind of saw that a long time ago. Your brother is Quinn. Yeah. Quinn Gerber. I just now put that just together. I know that. Quinn, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, you probably... Met him at a few parties. Sorry, Quinn. They ran into the bus <laughs> like that, but yeah. The first time, I mean, if we can get it into the quick oh, sidetrack, yeah. the first time I met him was, um, I, I can't remember what the event was, but he did something with gasoline and fire that oh. didn't go well. That And like, I showed up and like, everyone was freaking out and I was like, hey man, what's up? And you were like, there? Shh, everyone, no, be quiet. Yeah. I was there. I had just showed up what? right after it happened. And I had no clue what was going on. Really? But anyways, that's how I met Quinn. Dude, that is wild. Really? So yeah, so he got uh, life lighted to Denver. No. And he spent two months in Denver in a burn burn unit. Oh my God. Yeah. I did that. not know that. Yeah, so that was a, like, it was a promposal thing. And that's is what he was cool. doing. And it was something like liar, liar, pants on fire. Wild. It's his story. I got to let him tell yeah, that you're right. at some point yeah. when he wants to get on this podcast. Because him and I, like I said, we had that yeah. videography company for a while and we we're kind of doing media and stuff. Yeah, but, that's, right. Uh, that's right. Dude, that's that's, that's funny. Right. A lot of people know him from that. And like a lot of people have yeah. said like, Quinn Gerber. Oh. And then they would be like, is this is this the same kid that did exactly what you explained? Mm. And be like, yeah, that's that's him, dude. Yeah. I guess it was Damn. a pretty big deal. I don't know if there was like Snapchats on it or what. But I, I don't know I, how it became a bigger deal. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, so yeah, yeah that's, I mean, that is interesting. That is very cool. It's this content creation thing. It's it's a different lifestyle. It really, it's is. it's a and it's especially different for people in Montana. Mm-hmm. Okay, because up here you have the hardy cowboys that are always. Yeah. You know, put your nose to the grindstone. Mm-hmm. You don't need to show it off. Blah blah blah. You know, they're just the salt of the earth people. Yep. So, when you're doing it as a job, you know, trying to figure out how to build up your following and everything, mm-hmm. what is in your mind as you're pursuing this? Because I, I'm, or is it really just like, truly, you're just like, man, what am I going to do if I'm not doing college? I just want to kind of hear your mindset okay. for for pursuing this. I guess. I mean. Prior, prior to music, it, it was just kind of like an accessory to, it was more of a hobby, I guess. Yeah. It was a hobby that I loved dearly because I found it interesting and intriguing. Yeah. And there's a lot of psychology that goes behind it. Yeah. And marketing psychology. And that was, I, I did business marketing and I went in, 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 into engineering a little bit and I just kind of had that general like business mindset. Okay. And then I took that to social media and just combined the content and marketing strategies. And that's when I got into, okay how can I combine like what I love to do and show people like how awesome Montana is and just experience fishing or hunting, yep. hiking, all that stuff, yep. but also make it really, really cool and like grab someone's attention. Right. How can, how can I grab someone's attention? And it is a competitive market yeah. as a content creator Yeah. because you can't just whip out your phone willy nilly and, Oh, look what I'm doing. You have yeah. to like actually engage someone and give a reason why they should watch your stuff versus yeah. Just scrolling on or whatever. Right, exactly. Well, yeah. and you kind of first started in totally. Instagram. Totally, yeah. Because I, I was seeing some of your photography and everything. And I always thought that was interesting the other day when we were talking about this was you first started with just taking like scenery pictures. Yep. 
And then you realized, well, I should put myself in this. <laughs> I mean, you're not a bad looking dude, so yeah. why not? Yeah. So, and you, and you, then you kind of decided, okay, how can I make a personality out of this? Yeah. yeah. Well, it, I mean, it was just literally just showing like, how can I place myself in this and like, not necessarily like build a brand, I, like I'm building a brand now, but at right. the time that's not at all what was going through my head. At the time it was, I want to show my mom, you know, a picture of me in this nice scenery. Yeah. Yeah. I put my camera up in a tree and set the timer. <laughs> yeah. And before I had a tripod and everything like that. Yeah. So, yeah. But after that, it really did start, the snowball started rolling. Started rolling. Because sure. you've been doing this for how long? At least, at least, I mean, granted, everybody's had an Instagram probably since they were like 15. Yeah. But yeah. When have you been pursuing putting out quality content on Instagram? Pretty early on. I, really? I mean, I, I remember as a kid taking like my parents' camera and like, you know, taking way up into the Beartooth Mountains and like yep. enjoying taking those pictures. But then as soon as I started posting on Instagram, I was like, I kind of want higher quality photos. Yeah. And seeing other photographers' really high quality photos, I was like, yeah. How, how do they do that? Yeah. I want to know how to do that. And I just researched more into cameras and kind of got a little camera nerdy and really dove into that. And that's, that's when it started to, that, that's when I started, started to pursue the whole, I want to get better at this. I want to get better at content creation okay. and start doing this okay. more full time, essentially. Cause I did put a lot of time into going out outdoors, spending yeah. more weekends Instead of hanging out with my buddies, I'm going to go up to our place in Big yep. Timber, go hike around and take pictures. Yeah. And then you have to edit and yep. then you have to post. There's a lot of time in it. Yeah. Oh, Timber. yeah. Oh, yeah. A ton. Mm -hmm. And you already kind of had an affinity for the outdoors, right? I mean, oh, you. Always, I mean, I grew up in it. Yeah. We, we've had our our place in Big Timber. I mean, my dad grew up in Big Timber. So yeah. that he just kind of instilled that outdoor lifestyle into us kids. Okay. And that's, I mean, that's we were just running around the woods had an xbox at one point in time yeah we didn't have cable tv yeah no like hardly any video games so we were just outside all the time really which looking back i love that so much yeah and in the moment i was like i, I want to watch spongebob like i want to play xbox yep and i'm so glad my parents they didn't keep that from me but they yeah. just let us do other things yeah i'm very fortunate for that yeah yeah no that's that's a huge part and i and obviously plays into who you are as a person on your social Absolutely. media too because you're willing to go out there and get those kinds of shots. And mm -hmm. like, we see you hunting and doing that kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. we see you doing all kinds yeah. of different things, fishing and, and all of that. And I am always kind of leery of people that are on social media. And I think a lot of people are like this because mm -hmm. they wonder if they're just doing it because they want to have that kind of clout or they want to have that kind of, uh, they want to portray that they're right. actually like that. Right. But when I first started talking to you about this, I kind of found out just through casual conversation that that was actually a, a huge part of your life before right. the social media mm -hmm. was was hunting. I mean, I, I thought that was pretty cool that you even hunt solo, which is a pretty crazy thing. And I talked about that in my other podcast, too. It's just like, man, it's yeah. a little spooky. And I, I grew up in a hunting family, too. Dad yeah. had an outfitting company, and um, but I never really hunted alone a lot. Mm -hmm. And you do that pretty frequently. So I mean, this season alone, yeah. I was hunting with someone else only two days out of the entire season. Yeah. And I was out there pretty much almost, almost every day. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I've kind of taken that as my job too. I really want to get into hunting and conservation and make that more of an appropriated thing to talk about. Yeah. Because hunting is kind of seen in, in a bad light. Yeah. There's a lot of bad examples of 
people doing things they shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And that gets more attention than than people taking care of the land. Yeah. Respecting the wildlife. Yep. Which I also find very interesting. I love animals so much. Yeah. Yeah. I love the bears, the the, the way elk talk to each other. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know so much about elk until I started bow hunting. Yeah. They they speak to each other. Yeah. There's there's a whole hierarchy of the herd and then wolves. There's a hierarchy of those herds. Yeah. I don't I mean, I'm not like Stephen Ornella. Yeah. In the sense that I'm very well educated on it, but I'm very well in tune with yeah. the animals just being yeah. out there so much, which I just, I love it so much. Yeah. No, that's and that that to me spoke authenticity wise. It let yeah. me know like, okay, he has something that he can be grounded in. Cause Zach and I were talking about this and in life it seems like everybody kind of needs to know that they are good at good at at least one thing. Right. Yeah. And that way they can go, okay, they can always look back on that one thing and say, I did this alone on my own to yep. my own terms and I got it done. Like I, I was successful at this. Yep. That way people can always use that to to fuel whatever other endeavors they're gonna do. So it's especially in content creation and things like that where everything's so subjective you're always just trying to chase another trend or another yep. another thing like that it's where do you find that stability is and, and that internal confidence i guess to know okay look i know who i am yep. i know if this trend is actually i'm doing it for the trend or if this is something that lines up with what i like to do or if i just completely hoard myself out yeah. to society in a way. Yeah. So I, 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 I really respect that. I thought okay. that was really cool. Cause yeah, it's, it's tough to look at guys, Instagrams and yours is one of them, but I understand now where you're, where you're coming from, but it's always tough to go. Like you just see abs and yeah. like biceps and like, yeah. yeah, you're looking good and, and all that stuff. But it's like, what is this guy like as a real person? And that was one of the coolest thing was when I actually got to meet you after I'd gone through your Instagram, like mm-hmm. everybody goes through your Instagram or, or TikTok or whatever. Uh, it was like, Oh, there's a pretty authentic and enjoyable person here and it's not it's not it's not a stretch to be around you i yeah, right. I, I can see a lot of people in other areas have a tough time being around certain type of yeah. celebrities and in your case you're an easy guy to get along with fun to well, hang out with. yeah yeah no <laughs> yeah. no problem i mean you too yeah well right but i, I just i just <laughs> in montana we see a lot of celebrities mm-hmm. all the time coming here Granted, yeah. you were born here and, you know, you're going to start out here. But the people that are coming in, oftentimes you find out they're just not as nice as yeah. as what yeah. they were maybe portrayed to be on, on TV or whatever. And so. of course, like, I'll, I always give people the benefit of the doubt. Because yeah. what if you just run into them on a bad day? Exactly. It's, totally. It's, it's hard to judge people on that. Yeah. But, I mean, as far as judging, the thing with social media that... I definitely wanted to, and I still need to, it, it's my biggest, not concern, but my biggest goal is to come across more like myself yep. on social media. Yeah. Because when I take pictures and I make videos, to me, it's almost like I'm kind of creating art. Yep. Like when I take a picture and I put it into Lightroom, like that's a piece of art to me. Yep. I'm, I'm messing with colors and I think it's really cool. And then when you post that and just that on social media, people don't get the whole picture and they can have any subjective view on you that they want. They can make up, oh, he's a super great guy, or oh, he's a he's an asshole. Like, yeah, it can go either he's way. A <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it it is so difficult to like make that come across through content that you it make. Is. It, that it it's just 
very hard. I, I don't know how to put it into words, but it's just difficult. Well, and I can I can totally see that because yeah. a couple of things that people need to realize as well is is yeah, it it might look good, but it's also the person behind it and and what they have to do to achieve that in the first place. Right. You're in the gym all the time. It, I mean, it sounds like you, that's like, if that's not your first job, it's close to your second. <laughs> close to my second. You're, but you're, it's a passion of mine, too. Right. It, and you are already in the gym looking good. So yeah. why not leverage that? Exactly. I mean, why not utilize any yeah. of those kinds of things? So I, I, I think that going into those kinds of uh, discussions in these podcasts, it helps a lot of people go, oh, look, this guy's just another dude, yeah. you know? I mean, I guess we could name this humanizing Jonah Prill. I don't know. But. I mean, I am just another dude, but at the same time, I understand that sex sells. Yeah. I, I understand that. And like, if you of know course, I work hard. Like, nutrition alone, of course I want to show off my abs. Yep. Because I work my ass off for that. Dude. I want to show it off. Yeah, I, exactly. Yeah. I don't, I take, I, right now, I can be completely honest. I do not have the discipline to get into a gym and work out every day. It, it takes a lot. And it's I, more discipline than anything. You are an athlete. I mean, you are you are working through that stuff. And on top of that, in, in order to be in good enough shape to be hunting alone all the time. That's why I do it. Man, you've got to be in good shape for that. And it just makes you feel good. It just it, really it helps it really helps so much with mental clarity. A lot of people will first see what you portray online and go, he just does it for the clicks. Mm. But there is so much more to taking care of yourself. Now, granted, you get into Botox and all that stuff and <laughs> yeah, like right. surgeries yeah. and yeah. everything. That's a little little tougher to justify in some cases. But, uh, you know, burn victims aside. Sorry, Quinn. Anyways, <laughs> moving along. <laughs> um, just an ADD thought there. But, yeah, I, I think that truly it's it's when it's used in a way to be able to make yourself healthier – I think that's so so fantastic. I, I think yeah. it we need to have more of that in our society today is is really push like look, mm-hmm. it's it's good to be healthy. It's it good really to is. be yeah. have discipline, get in the gym, work out, feel that physical strain. Because mm-hmm. when I don't have it, I know I go into, you know, a deep depression. I mean yeah. it sucks if you're not mentally capable, uh, but it's even worse if you're not physically capable. Yep. You know, because that's something that you can do without thinking. You can just mm-hmm. go and work. You know, and, and just getting that done, that's a big part of this podcast is figuring out the mindset you need to have mm-hmm. to be successful in what you do. And a lot of that has to do with being physically capable, not just mentally capable. Yep. So anyways, man, yeah, I, I got to give kudos to you because today you were lifting. I was. Yeah. You had like a crazy two workout. Two and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. But it was only crazy like that. Today, today was kind of a weird day. I was trying to get on incline bench and some dude was already on it and he's like oh you want to work in with me i was like yeah sure and turns out he's this like bodybuilder guy and we just hit it off and we went crazy really he kicked my ass <laughs> dude. and it was great though like i felt very accomplished and like i yep. listening listening to your previous episode like talking about like how, how good you feel and like seasonal depression yep. like i get that too yeah if i don't have vitamin d or if i'm not in the sun i get kind of down yeah but that feeling of Wow, I really pushed my body to the edge today. Yeah. And a little bit past. Yeah. When you can do that, it is a it's a big pat on the back moment. It yeah. feels really good. I felt really good afterwards. And I know I made a lot of progress and I'm happy for myself. Yeah. What is your typical workout schedule? What are you what are you doing right now? It's right now is a little different, but like my typical is five to six days a week, all usually in the summer. Mm-hmm. I'm either doing a ruck 
-hmm. early in the morning, mountain biking. That I actually I really enjoyed mountain biking. Um, okay. But then I'll hit the gym and it's weights. It I'll do push pull legs. Yep. As hard as I can. Sometimes yep. I'll back it off. You know, really got to see how your body feels. If you're really struggling and you're like, it's just not one of those days. Yep. Take the day off. Take the day it's, off. It's okay. Yeah. But you know, work in some cardio. Like go move around because mm -hmm. it, it that mindset thing. If you're just sitting around and just kind of not doing much, like you get down on yourself. Yeah. Not on purpose. It just kind of happened. Yeah. Well, and, and that's that's something I wanted to ask was, do you, there's people that get like a runner's high and there's people that actually get a, a dopamine release, like a heavy one. Right. I typically don't get it until later in the day and I look back and I go, mm. oh, wow, I actually, I worked out today. I should feel good about this. Like yeah. I did, I did good. Yeah. So when do you usually feel that or, or is it now just kind of a biological clock thing like i gotta go to the gym like what it was what's there that's pulling you in i i've made it kind of a i've been doing it for so long that it is kind of a it's not oh i have to go to the gym today it's yeah. i want to go to the gym today yeah that's that's really the, the big difference if, yep. if if you feel like you have to drag yourself to the gym you shouldn't have to change something but like you should put yourself in, in a position to where you should feel like you should want to go to the gym. Yeah. Or want to go for a hike yep. with a heavy backpack. Yep. Or go mountain biking. Yeah. In, in some, somewhere or another, add a bit of fun to it. Yep. Progress is like, tracking your progress is also a big part of that. Yep. Uh, I, I don't do it for like any other reasons just for myself, but I will take progress picks because it's good to see, okay, in in the summer you know, I was this cut for a reason, you know, and I can go back on my phone and look, okay, you know, my shoulders look like they're really popping and I'm kind of veiny here, yep. but then in the winter, you know, or maybe if I slack off for a month, you yep. know, and I'm still taking incremental progress picks, I can see what's changing and also apply it to my lifestyle. Have I changed the food I eat? Yeah. Have I changed, you know, am, I, am I drinking a little bit too much? Which I, I really don't drink much, but there's there's a lot of different factors that play into having a good, healthy lifestyle and yep. that motivation is a big part of it. Oh, hundred ten percent motivation healthy. Is, I think really a lot good. of people get down on themselves when they feel like they're not pushing hard enough to get something or get results. Yeah. And I think honestly, the biggest thing is set up the lowest barrier to entry. It's mm -hmm. like having your gym shorts by the bed. So when you get in the morning, you just put on your gym shorts yep. and then you're, you're in the mindset to go to the gym. Have your tennis shoes right there to go to the gym. Like, or already have that backpack packed mm -hmm. and in the truck or in the pickup or in the car or whatever. Yeah. And when you just get done with work or whatever, throw that backpack on as soon as you get to the pickup. Don't mm -hmm. start the pickup and just go walk around the block. Yeah. You know, just, yeah. just figure out the easiest thing to do while you listen to your favorite podcast. Mm -hmm. That's something I'm trying to figure out too is – what can I do to stimulate my mind when I'm working out? Yep. Because I typically will not want to work out as long if if I don't have something I'm I'm kind of listening to. Yeah. But I also know that's a bit of a hindrance too, because then all of a sudden you get to a, a point where you are in the woods and you need to be listening to your surroundings, yep. and now you're you're almost craving listening to someone else's voice so that you're not nice. alone yeah. out there. Yeah. So it's a it's a fine it's a fine balance, but at the same time. It's better to start building healthy habits of some kind of movement, um, I think, and listening to something. And then eventually you can break away from listening to something and, and just say, okay, I'm going to meditate while I walk, <laughs> you know, and, and do something similar to that. I, I think that that's 
we're so hard on, or at least for myself, I'm, I just always thought, man, if I wasn't just beating myself up over this, or I wasn't just pushing myself to the absolute edge, yeah, you know, it's not, it's not me truly working hard, but sometimes you got to just take the easy out as long as yeah. it's a 0.1% better. I mean, there, I mean, there is like, <laughs> there's a line, like yeah. you should be on your case. You, yeah. you, you should be on yourself. Right. Like, hey, I need to go be better. Yeah. But, you know, I'm guilty of this too. Like, you can't really beat yourself up that much. Yeah. Because yeah. if you do, you kind of get into a hole. Like, I, I see a lot of guys at the gym that beat themselves up because they're not as ripped as someone else. Yeah. But to get there, you have to go through the, the process and the, the pain and the grind. Yeah. But if you don't have that that little edge to, or, or if, you, if you don't have that barrier of, okay, I understand that. I'm I'm in this place and I have to work better. And you, and if you have that barrier to not go over it and start beating yourself up and really get down on yourself, that's that's where the discipline comes in. You have right. to be disciplined to not go overboard in beating yourself up. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's brilliant. I think that that is that's brilliant because so much of my life has just been shame driven. So that's super inspirational to me. Um, moving on from that. All right. Look, we can't all just work out all day long <laughs> yeah. for the rest yeah. of our lives. We got to figure out how to make money. Exactly. What mm-hmm are you doing to fund your your journey here because we all know mm-hmm. it takes it takes a little bit of money because you have a merch line now mm-hmm. you have some other things going for you but you just got to be able to survive somehow so mm-hmm. how, are you, how are you doing it oh gosh uh really by not spending a lot of money yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's really doing the whole music thing and, and stepping into that world yep. is a big decision yeah because everybody starts out not not i mean there are exceptions but when you make that choice to go into it yeah. full time and chasing it, you have to understand that there will be a period of time where you can't go buy a coffee. Yeah. You can't go out. Yeah. You have to live bare bones. Yeah. And that's where I'm at now. Yeah. And I'm I'm okay. And I'm doing that on purpose to like get used to and be prepared for, you know, a financial crisis or whatever. Yeah. But the merch line is doing great. We're selling a lot of merch. That is definitely keeping us afloat making money off of streaming i never thought we would but really? we're making enough to stay afloat and that's really and that's just spotify spins spotify app music itunes i mean it's really? all of it combined you know yeah. when someone purchases a song on itunes and i could be incorrect but yeah. i think it's 60 cents okay. like like i earned 60 cents off a dollar song um spotify is 0.004 cents yeah. every every spin okay um, and that that adds up oh, that yeah. snowball is starting to roll you know my monthly listeners are going up on Amazon and Spotify, which is really cool to see. And I love that. Yeah. And so it, it was a little tougher a few months ago. And so now we're kind of coming out of the woods a little bit to where we can have a little bit more freedom, but I'm still like hardly spending any money. Yeah. Gas and food is yeah. what I spend my money on. And well, in, in the past you've had part-time jobs or full-time jobs. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I've, I was in real estate. I enjoyed it a lot. That's I, right. I did well and just kind of decided this isn't really what I like want to do. I am doing it, but it's not what I want to do. And simultaneously at the same time, Ryan Hayes, uh, best friend and manager, he was like, hey, you sing, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, well, you play guitar too, right? And I was like, yeah, why? (laughs) And he invited me down to the studio. We cut a song, released it, and the rest is history. That's Yeah, see, that's that's crazy to me is just just that luck of of hanging out. So I know Ryan through Zach. So Zach Goggins and Ryan Hayes, Mm -hmm. they tour together in a band called Righteous Vendetta. Vendetta, So we'll give that, that background a little bit. And I've known Zach since high school, Zach and I, Mm -hmm. uh, 
we have a real estate company together. I mean, he started it, he kind of brought me in a bit of as a partner. Um, and now it's me, him and his dad. And then we brought on another guy, Connor Lorenz. And, uh, so we're all kind of working together, but we have all kind of grown up in the same circles as we mm-hmm. we're all about the same age. You're 24, I'm 25, Zach's 25, Connor's 23, but we all kind of grew up in the same you know, there's three different high schools in this town pretty much. Yeah. And so we all kind of saw each other and, and were around each other growing up. But when you first met Ryan, you were kind of looking for, for something to monetize your, your photography. Cause you you were already kind of famous on TikTok, right? Or not famous, but you already had yeah, subscribers. I had, you had, I had some things yeah. going. Yeah. I had, a a, de- a pretty decent following on on Instagram yeah. and TikTok just on my own just doing but my But not own thing. really making any money from it though. But I also had no interest in making money. Right. I was just doing just my thing. Just doing it cuz you wanted to. Just doing it cuz I wanted to. Yeah. And then Ryan saw that and he's like opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Which is which is how Ryan works. If Ex- anybody exactly, knows Ryan, yeah. man, he's him and I it's like we just think monetize, monetize, monetize. Like figure which out how I'm you can so make so thankful for too. Like yeah. cuz had he not invited me to do, to do music and really put plant that seed in my head of you, you can do this for a living. Yeah. So I just I had no idea. And you've been playing guitar. How, when did you pick up the guitar first time? Uh, early elementary school. Really? Or very, like, I was into music at a very, very young age. Really? Okay. Um, like, that's all I wanted to be when I was a kid. I was a rock star. Okay. Voted most likely to be a rock star in yeah. school. All the yearbooks. Yeah. That was me. And I was kind of that nerdy music kid. I was in choir, toured Europe in a choir. You did? I did. Top. Which was also incredibly fun. You did that in high school? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did that go down? Tell me a little about that. Uh, interesting. You, I mean, yeah, I can talk. Uh, so Junior year, sophomore year? Going into senior year, um, okay. my choir teacher was like, hey, you should audition, audition for this choir. They take a trip over to Europe every year. And you went to West High? And, West High, okay. yep. I was in Meister Singers, uh, Miss Green, so the choir teacher. And, he, and so we did this whole audition thing. We had to tape it and send it in. I got chosen as bass too because wow. I kind of have a deeper lower voice. Yep. Um, and got chosen for the choir. We had a few rehearsals in the states. We went over to North Dakota. We all got together. It was, I think it was like a hundred choir kids. It made that made up one choir. Wow. And so we went over. We, of course, it was kind of like a educational trip and like kind of sightseeing, but also hey, we're like touring and like we're, you know, a choir playing shows. Yep. But we sang in all these incredible cathedrals that have these insane acoustics. I mean, one person could sing and it would sound like 10. So when all 100 of us were singing, you know, the, the town would come out to the cathedral and watch us sing because it, w- it truly was amazing. And wow. there were a few times when, and I'm sure I wasn't the only one, but I would get goosebumps yeah. singing because it was just that raw power of sound was so incredible to yeah, me. Yeah, there's no there's no amps, there's nothing like it. There's wow. no, it purely like a cappella. That's each cool, other. man. That's a that's a big part of your story. Totally. I've I've had similar experiences too that I had yeah. no idea would shape the rest of my life in high school mm-hmm. that I mm-hmm. had some extracurricular things as well. And it, yeah. it, it really does shape your life. So that was well, one of those and moments. that adds more to the the country music thing. It it Hold was on. not really a it wasn't as forced no. Uh, as no. as some people make it out to be, you kind of really happened into it because you already had a couple talents supporting it. I mean, like singing and playing guitar around the campfire up at our place. Yep, like, that was pretty normal. Yep. And like my dad did it. My my grandfather was a country artist in the fifties. Dean yep. Evans was his stage name. Um, 
He, Say he that did, again. What was the name? Dean Evans. Dean Evans. Okay. Um, he has one song that got transferred over to digital platforms. It's really? called Lawton Dotton. Lawton Dotton. It, it's a pretty great tune. Not going to lie. I'm going to look that up later. Um, but yeah. So that uh, that was just really ingrained from like the beginning. Yeah. And, you know, of course, everyone's pushing, hey, go to college, do this, do oh, that. Yeah. And so like music was just, I mean, yeah, it was going over my head. I wasn't thinking about it. If, for the most part, and for the last couple generations, music is something that a lot of people do for fun and they never yeah. can figure out how to make a living at. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of money been thrown at college trying to think, you know, people thinking yeah. that they could go through the college route in order to get maybe a, a record deal or a label deal. Yeah. You see that kind of happening. And yeah, I you could get me started on what a waste college is. Yep. Same. I'll go all day. I mean, it's <laughs> if, not a waste, but if you're going yeah. for one particular thing, do yeah. it. That's great. Yep. But if you don't know what you're doing, yeah, maybe go get some life experience and well, figure and, that out. And that's why your story is so cool is is because you seem to maybe not. I don't know if you can really ever truly master social media, but you luckily had a hobby line up with social media, right. and your social media leverage. Mm -hmm. was able to kind of get you to the point where, artistically speaking, you could make money at things most people can't because yep. of the power of social media. Absolutely. Because most people would go to college to become an artist, to become a photographer, to become all these different things. Yeah. You're self-taught. And because of your social media, you're able to really just decide which product do I want to make for my audience. Exactly. Uh, that I think they'll be the most receptive to just because they like my social media. Right. So that kind of gets us into the next yep. point where, and we talked outside of the podcast a little bit about this on where we should, where we should go with this. Cause it is kind of a, it's like a hack. I mean, yeah. it's, you figured out how to hack the system and bypass some things that normal people would have to go through in order to become country artists. Totally. Yeah. So where do you want to start with that? I mean, I guess I, I can just explain it. I mean, like the the traditional route of becoming a country artist is, you know, you have a story like mine. Yep. You, you played guitar, you sang from a young age, and then you grinded it out for 5, 10, maybe even 15 years in local bars. And those shows are slowly, slowly getting bigger. You're telling more people about your music. You, you release a CD. You have people buy it for 10 bucks. And that's what, that's what Ryan and Zach did with Righteous Vendetta. They've they've done thousands of shows, yeah, and they've they have really grinded, and they've done really well with their band. But where we're at, I had that, but then social media came along, and that has changed the game for a lot of people, like Luke Combs. Yeah. Luke Combs had his start really on Vine. He had that Vine blow up, then he went to YouTube. That's how the labels found him, and it, the the rest was history for him. Yeah. So now we're trying to do the same thing with my social media is tell people about the music so we don't have to go out and tour for 5, 10, 15 years. Yeah. And so that's kind of the hack in that we have this marketing powerhouse that we can do right from where we're at and do our own thing and still go play shows. But when we play a show, take videos and photos of it and then tell all these other people about it on social media. And that just gets the hype and the snowball rolling. And yeah. so that's, that's really where the power of social media and the hack comes in. Yeah. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah, because you've already figured out the marketing part. That's really the biggest thing. I mean, you haven't figured yes, it out. It, it changes so frequently yeah. that I have to keep up to date with it. Yeah. But I, I've, I've figured out what works for me. Yeah. 
Where where are we at on TikTok right now? What do you got for subscriber count or I follower check, count? I checked it. It's eight twenty eight hundred and twenty something thousand, which is amazing. I'm I'm working on a million. Just need a few more videos. How many off. how many plays? Like or how how many uh, video views? Do you know in total or? I we could go into some analytics. I know my likes, like my total likes, are thirteen point seven million. Wow, which is a lot. All all these social media metrics are just insane to me. Wow. I I never once thought things could get as big as they are. And I even I even texted Ryan Hayes the other day and I was like, Man, this has officially gotten bigger than I ever thought it could get or would get. Really? And we're I I just really feel that like we're just starting out. And we're, you we're are just day. getting started, man. Yeah. You're just getting started. I can't really I, I really realize yeah. that because I helped you film a video the mm-hmm. other day. And I realized that while I was walking in that sail barn watching you play, I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." Why? Well, and I saw it before a little bit when I watched you sit alone and play. Um, I think it was out in Huntley at, at a Christmas party or something. Uh, yeah. Some kind yeah. of a party thing, that company party thing. But uh, you were out there playing, just getting some practice in and mm-hmm. stuff. And I watched you play alone, and I watched you play that Tyler Childers song, Lady May. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I see it. I see how this this could work and how this turns into something more than um, your typical country art or not. I can't say typical country artist, but there's a lot of artists today that use auto tune. There's a lot of people that that build out a facade of talent. Yeah. But I I think that when I saw you play and I was like, okay, I see it. It makes sense. So uh, yeah, I I was pretty blown away when I watched you. The other day when we were in the sale barn and getting some content for your TikTok and everything. And I think, and then here in the choir and, you know, music's kind of already in your blood. It, yeah. it really, it, I can't say that it's not crazy that this didn't happen sooner, but it is happening all at the right time. It it's is. Just, it really is. Because I'm also, ma- I'm maturing as this happens. Yeah. Cause like, even when, when Ryan first, when, when I first met Ryan, I was a kid. Yeah. I'm still a kid, but you've known him for how long? A couple of years? Two years. Yeah. Two years. Zach, like two and a half. Yeah. You but, grow it's it's crazy when you hit twenty one, twenty two, how much your mind and body start to change yep. in those in those last couple of years. Yep. You just start to level out in a way. Mm-hmm. I and I really don't think I I don't think I felt adulthood until yeah. eight months ago. Yeah. It was very recent. Yeah. And it, it just feels like, oh, I understand the world more. I, yeah. I understand, you know, what meaningful relationships really mean and how to really be a good person and that that sort of thing, yeah. which is really cool and brings a lot of appreciation to the table. Yeah. That, that's what makes me appreciate hunting a we lot. we got to pause right here real quick. I got to swap out a battery on Jonah's camera. One second. And we're recording here. We'll do one more sound check real quick. Check one, two. Yeah, looks good. Looks good. Okay. Sorry about that, folks. We had to do a quick intermission. Uh, Jonah's camera died. It's the only camera we don't have a, a battery in. So that's how that's that's what happened there. But anyways, man, where were we? I got to think back. Um, music. Shoot. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't think of it either. It was only like a five-minute interview or interchange or whatever. Intermission. Oh, not even five minutes. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're, we're pretty much getting after why this social media thing is, is locking it in and, oh, maturity. 
Yeah, that's where we we're at. Yeah. Pretty. So we were both hitting, yeah, just kind of feeling that adulthood in the last eight months, and it really hit you there. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, I think I think that the aspect of getting your mind to a point where you can, it's really more about deferring, uh, what do they call that? Now I'm having a complete brain fart here, but that, not deferred gratitude, but deferred appreciation. Yeah. Yeah. When you're, when you're putting off that reward. Exactly. Is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. As you get older in life, you start to realize instant gratification. And that's there we go. Is no longer truly going to get you anywhere. It's like you spend the first 20 years just figuring out, you know, your parents tried to tell you when you're younger, you can't eat that candy right now. You know, your parents try to tell you that, no, we're going to, you know, we need to go to bed first and then we'll, you know, whatever. They're always trying to get you to, to understand instant gratification is not the way to go. Yeah. Deferred gratification. And I feel like that has something that I finally started to realize how much of a determination of your success in life is mm-hmm. when I realized the things I could accomplish if I didn't get something in return. Right. And, and as long as I, I was able to, the longer I could stall that out, the more I would get in return later on. So, and it, it applies in a lot of different ways in life. But I wanted to talk to you about that. You're on TikTok. You're famous. You haven't even monetized really in a way. No. You guys are working on putting some deals together and everything to mm. make this a little bit more financially possible for you. Yeah. I mean, we, we I had to start the merch. No, I mean, because I wanted yeah, to. You, like, yeah. Yeah. Merch is fun and i i think that's interesting yeah to, to go sell t-shirts yep but it was kind of a hey you know what we kind of have to turn this into a business and monetize a little bit yeah because it is it is a business yep. and this is what i'm doing yep and haven't monetized it in the sense of oh look at you know i i mentioned this earlier, doing like sponsors yep. sponsors and stuff i i've stayed away from that because i've seen a lot of people dive off the deep end with that yeah they do one they get paid 100 bucks and then that's all they post yeah and I think there's so much more value in us as content creators than just working cheaply for larger companies. And it almost seems like they're taking advantage of content creators. Yeah. Just when it's free content or, well, I mean, maybe not free, you know, they'll probably give a hat and maybe toss a few bucks, Yep. but it's a picture, free marketing and all of that combined over a long period of time kind of takes advantage of the content creator yep in, in my eyes and of course i could be very wrong but that's just my personal experience with it i, I learned that really quickly and i was like i that's just not something i want to be a part of i would rather keep my social media very pure and honest and keep it to my voice yep. instead of someone else yeah and i i think you're absolutely right i mean you look at some of the biggest creators out there on youtube anyways i mean there are some brands that are creator friendly you can look at david dobrik and uh whoever gives him all the cars Oh, uh, omit geek seats or something like that. I seat geek, seat geek. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> and I, I they, they're like Maggle. that's some of their best marketing in the world. Yeah, I mean, and but they were they were willing to let David do what he wanted that was on brand for him. Yeah. But then you look at somebody like the Paul brothers, hmm. and they didn't really. They had sponsors, but they didn't really go all in on certain merch sponsors or anything like that to where they had a a coexisting relationship like David Dobrik did. They went right into merch. They went right into selling their own, 
their own stuff, their own brands. Yeah. I mean, they had like a mentorship course for a while. They had all kinds of different things that yeah. they built the products themselves. And then another yeah. one that's not as PC, but the Nelk Boys. They didn't. Nelk Boys. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Nelk? Uh -uh. There's some Yahoo's from Canada, man. They're a wild. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know how they're still on YouTube in a lot of ways, um, but they didn't really, they're pretty hard to find sponsorships for because they, they weren't very PC, I guess. They weren't yeah. very politically correct. They were always doing pranks that were a little bit in the gray area. Yeah. Some were illegal, you know, things like that. So they recently just put out their Happy Dad seltzers, and oh, cool. they built a whole beverage brand. Very and, cool. like, they have a merch line and everything. And I think that they do phenomenally better than most people that would just get a sponsorship deal. You know, instead of pairing up with someone like, I don't know, Levi's Jeans. Yeah. They just made their own, you and, know, and I think you make, yeah, because now you're purchasing or having jeans made at the same or pretty similar prices. Obviously that profit margin doesn't have to get split between a corporate ladder. It just goes right to you. Right. So I, I don't think that you're going to be going wrong in that sense in any way. And I think some of the best creators in the world are the most financially successful. Mm -hmm. They've typically just used it for their own good. I mean, yeah. Mr. Beast now has Beast Burger and... Yeah. So much stuff behind him too. So, yeah, I I think that that delayed gratification, the longer you can hold out, the more yeah. it's worth in in some ways. I mean, you obviously need to be practicing your craft and practicing and learning the system, mm -hmm. but the more you keep reinvesting back in your business, both time and money, the more it's gonna pay off later yeah. on. But who are we to say that when we've only been doing it for a couple of years too? True. Yeah, that's kind of a crazy thing yeah. to think about. But things move so much faster in the in the world of internet very fast so very yeah fast. absolutely uh man i'm i'm trying to go over we've covered a lot of stuff today i know that we're kind of getting closer to that one hour we got about 10 minutes left here yeah. um what's it like for you this is a probably big one for our for our listeners that are creators but what do you do to make yourself feel like because a big part of my my podcast is mindset and everything you're working out, you're doing all of that. I'm sure a lot of people want to know, what are you doing for like relationships? You got a girl in your life, kind of sworn off women. Maybe you can't say that because you'll lose a lot it's, of followers. Uh, no. <laughs> relationships What are you are, doing to stay even keel, man? There's a lot of stuff there. I just feel so focused on what I'm doing and I'm so driven. And I've, This sounds dumb and cliche, but I'm yeah. so focused and driven on like my my path. Yeah. And my direction, my goals, like girls aren't my biggest concern right now. And I've got buddies that like their biggest concern is girls. And I, I see guess. how it takes away from what they want to do. And not saying that that's not a bad thing. Like I have a girl that I've been going steady with. We're not officially dating, but I think she's great. Yeah. And she's a lot of fun to spend time with and hang out with. And we go on hikes and do adventures. But that doesn't say that I have to take things away from my life or what I'm doing, just go spend time with her. But I do feel that there is kind of a, you have to, have, you have to find that right person to go do those things with and have them understand that, Hey, I am putting a lot of time and effort and a lot of my emotional effort and well-being into what I'm doing. And this girl understands that. So I'm, I feel very fortunate for that, but I do definitely separate relationships and social media. Yeah. Cause you kind of have to, yeah. Cause social media can get dark in a lot of ways and there's a lot of psychology behind social media and it social media can ruin relationships i've seen it 
and it, it it's just kind of the unfortunate realization with social media because my fan base is subsequently 85% women and we can look at the stats and of course I've had little flings with girls that don't take that well they do not like the attention and I understand it but there's nothing I can do about it because I have to cater to my audience now because that's that's who I'm doing and that that's who I'm living for essentially yeah. now I'm making music for an audience and I would I would not trade my current audience for anything else because they're amazing there's just some trade-offs that you kind of have to make yeah yeah so. well and i i another example this is what i do all the time is i just analyze cr other creators and their stories and what they did to try to make make things work and there's this creator called Eric, and his full name is eric but he was one of the first i don't know if he's one of the first creators but he was definitely made a pretty big splash he went from zero subscribers to a million in one year and he hit up all of the big ones. I mean, he was Mr. Beast, mm -hmm. David Dobrik, um, Ryan Trahan. I think his name's Trahan. I can't remember his last name. But just a lot of a lot of people he was able to collab with inside of a year on his way to a million subscribers. And he had uh, a girlfriend at the beginning of that year. He was in a similar situation, really to to the way I felt with my videography company. He had a videography company. He had a girlfriend and he just realized one day he's like, I'm not doing at all what I want to be doing. I want to create content. I want to do something instead of creating content for other people and, and through weddings and things like that. I've, I've got to do something different. Yeah. And he had to have that conversation with his significant other and say, before I get married, if you, if you want me to be a, a better person for this uh, or, or, or a person that's true to themselves... I'm going to have to take some time and go and do this yep. and, and, and really put, it's not fair for me to marry you before I figure out who I am yeah. and, and figure out what I want to do. And I think that that is, I'm married. I got married at 22, pretty young, pretty young age. And that's something that my wife and I struggle with now is I still don't know exactly what I want to do. Yep. You know, I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do and uh, I'm still working on it. And I think that if I was ever to change one thing, I would have told her, let's hold off so that I'm not pouring so much into so much time into just figuring out who I am. Yeah. Um, cause then you just can't focus on other people. If you still don't know who you are, it is a hard thing to go through and make someone else yeah. stick with you through that. So yeah. I think that's good for you, man. The delayed gratification again, is yeah, just again delayed gratification that yeah. comes in in that in that place. I mean, yeah. especially in your situation, to have the discipline, because because of the amount of women that you have in your in your following and everything like that, and they're not bad looking gals either. Like I can imagine the, the temptation admit. in a yeah. lot of that. So there's, there's a lot of and it, like of course I'm sure it looks like there's having a large social media like that. There's a lot of assumptions. Yeah. Oh and yeah. It, and assumptions having a large female following that like I'm out there just looking for hookups, yep. look, you know, just slaying it, just slaying it, which <laughs> I'm just not that type of person. I'm very different than, yeah. than how people perceive, perceive in that sense that like on a Friday night, I'm usually inside the house writing a song or I'm out in big timber yep, out in the woods doing my thing. Yeah. But yeah. that's just because I'm so focused on this path yep. that those are the sacrifices I'm willing to make. Yeah. Well, I think it's honorable, man. I think it, I think it is. And I think a lot Thank of, you. I think a lot of your followers are going to feel the same way and appreciate that. 
I hope so. I mean, I mean, I, I think that that is something that goes to speak more to your character and, and what you're trying to do. And when they only know you through Instagram, I think that's a good, good or through TikTok, I think it's a, a good place to, to definitely get to know at least who you are as a person overall. And that being said, it makes your success rate go through the rough. That's I mean, true. we talked a little bit off the podcast, man. Relationships are a lot to do with how well you do in life yeah. and making sure that when you, when you decide to make that leap, it's a, it's a big deal and you want to make sure you're doing it right because yep. it's also involving someone else's life too. So, Absolutely. but man, anyways, is there anything else that you want to, I think we got, this is fantastic. This man. has been so much fun. This has been, this, this has been stuff. great. Like you're one of my, you are my first interview for this podcast. I've done other interviews in the past, but it's amazing to start here. Absolutely. Um, I can't wait to have some of my other guys on and, 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 do the follow-up this is gonna be a hard one to beat bro okay a hard good. one to beat well i think the hard one to beat is gonna be our hunting podcast dude we're gonna to have to come so back we're gonna do a couple of these yes okay yes. You're, you're i've been like yes. holding back on bringing up hunting <laughs> constantly <laughs> yeah we could go all day on that all day and it would be day. insane to, to get that done and and uh man yeah i just i'm thinking about all the cool things dude yeah be cool to sit down with Renella or or oh, some other guys like yeah. that you know it that's that's impressive, but you can't be in Montana and enjoy the lifestyle here without without discussing yeah. hunting and, and and that's such a huge part of your it really of it, your background. Not even I don't even care to kill things yeah. that much. Yeah, my my passion in, in that sense is being outside in the woods, yeah. getting to know the animals, seeing how they act, and yeah. finding all the weird stuff that you find out there. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's fun. Yeah, taking some sp- some time and spending it in the woods. Uh, everybody should go out and do it. Do it safely. Yeah. Yes. But we fully endorse that. Yeah. Get out there and do it. So mm-hmm. for a while there, I thought, you know, a lot of people were going to start stepping off of that hobby. You know, just mm-hmm. the way that I was, my, my parents were quite a bit older than other people's parents. And I felt like I was one of the only ones that really went out and hunted yeah. growing up as a kid. But I don't know. It seems like it's kind of making a comeback. So I think... I don't want to say COVID was good, but I think COVID did a great number of things for the hunting industry. Yeah. Because they published a study that, you know, hunting numbers and license sales were exponentially going down. And then in 2020, when COVID hit, it popped back up. Skyrocketed. Yeah. Which is great. But of course, I mean, we can get into conservation and all the talk later. But Yeah. yeah. No, I know. This year, it was crazy. I was on a couple forums and everyone's complaining about the, the amount of you know, the concentration of hunters and it's, Don't even get it's good and bad, but we have to manage it well. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. And there's so much about conservation and managing things well and realizing that, you know, we are a predator too. Mm-hmm. We're just the smartest one. Yes. <laughs> We're yes, just we the apex. Yes. So as, as long as we count ourselves into that and, uh, I think we can manage it well and, and do well, man, this podcast has been fantastic. Absolutely. Thank I love you. the optimism. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for coming on. Um, I look forward to, you know, going over this, putting it together, getting it put out there. Where can people find you on your socials? It's just, just my name, name, Jonah underscore Prill. Same thing on TikTok. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Sounds Same thing good. Same on Spotify yeah. and everything like that. It's just Jonah Prill for the music. Jonah Prill. And you've said also that 
at one point you are interested in starting a podcast too. Absolutely. Okay. I don't really know how to do that. But yeah. I think you'll help me. <laughs> well, we'll see. We can, yeah, yeah, I'll see what I can do to help you out. I'm, I'm learning as well, man. So thanks a bunch for coming on. Of course. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, this is our podcast. I always give you the date and time. Today is six o'clock and it's the 20th of December. We're just four or five days away from Christmas. And uh, I'm sure we're probably going to go a little bit radio silent until the new year. But thanks for tuning in. It's been fantastic talking with Jonah Prill again. And uh, look forward to talking to you guys in the next one. If you haven't heard a good business idea today, maybe you'll find a better one tomorrow when you tune back in or whenever I post another one.